and welcome to another self-deprecating episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I'm Katherine Weigel, and I guess I've lost about 150 pounds. I mean, anybody could do uh, that. And with me today is... No big deal, Donald Weigel. Oh, hey. Hey, what's happening? Hey, does this podcast make me look fat? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what a bummer start to a great show. Um, hi, everybody. Hi. Hey, it's actually, it's us. Hey. We're just pretending to be bummers. Yeah. Isn't it a bummer to be a bummer? Yeah. Like, I did that very successfully for uh, 41 years. Yeah, I turned it around and made that into a positive. Yeah, uh, that's what you call acting. Genius. I'm doing that old, like, John Lovitz thing from Saturday Night Live, which is now like 100 years you ago. Yeah, I actually saw John Lovitz uh, on the corner of Sunset Boulevard once. I was in line for a show. Yeah. I, this is a very long story. But John Lovitz actually pulled up in a convertible Mercedes, and yeah. I saw him, but he saw that nobody was noticing that he was at the corner, and he actually let out a ha! Like, really loud, and everybody wow. turned around to look at him. Like, he wanted people to know that he was at the stop sign. Like, that actually did happen. It wow. was uh, it was very funny. So, I bet he was acting. And I spend my whole life trying to get people not to notice me. Yeah, but well, why do you have such big salads if you don't want to be noticed? Oh, my God. Please don't start on Don, the big salad. Don, why is your salad so why big? Why is that salad so oh, big? You eat all that no salad? No one could possibly eat a salad that oh, big. Oh, that's a huge salad. Yeah. I'd better take me a week to Which eat. Which is something. Something people at work have who, said to me. Who could eat all that? Yeah. You know what? I could. That's who. Because I like to pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Yay. So uh, I think before we get into the self-deprecating middle bit of the episode, uh, we're going to start out with a tip of the week. Tow. Tow. And then we're going to talk about self-deprecation and stuff like that. Oh, and uh, hey, uh, trigger warning. Uh, we, I know this is supposed to be a family-friendly podcast, but I feel like we're going to say the F word <gasps> possibly many times. Oh. And by F word, I mean fat. Fat. Fat, yeah. that's the four-letter word. I don't think we can uh, have this conversation without saying that word. If, yep. you, uh, if you prefer never hearing that word at all, then uh, perhaps this isn't the episode for you. See, fat is a four-letter word. If you do P-H-A-T. Yeah. But I think that means something else. So, uh, But yeah, uh, trigger warning. Uh, We're going to say that word. And it's not the 1990s also. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, dog. Which is when people said P-H-A-T. They did. Um, So we're going to have a tip of the week. Tow! And then we're going to talk about fat things. And then at the end, we have a product of the week. Pow! Pow to you. Wait, we need more enthusiasm. Pow! Pow! There we go. That's better. I was trying to mix it up to oh. sort of be like, pow to pow, you. Pow, pow. Take it down. Take it down a notch. Yeah. For the ladies. <laughs> um, so I didn't say that. We're going to start out with a tip of the week. Tow! Tow! Tip of the week to you! Tip of the week to you, darling. Thank you. So this tip of the week, I'll just say what it is. Um, make your weight loss goal a very small goal. There, I said it. I usually predicate it with like a yeah. thousand words before I actually tell no, you. No, the there's tip usually is. lots of preamble and pre-preamble. Pre-pre-pre. So uh, when I was on my weight loss journey venture, I only set my weight loss goal to a five-pound goal. I never thought I was going to lose a hundred pounds or fifty pounds or seventy-five pounds. Let's yeah. just name numbers: <laughs> six pounds, seven pounds, eight yeah. pounds. Um, but 
I know people who have very big weight loss goals, and they have that, say, on their Fitbit app or whatever weight loss tracking app they have, and they say, oh, you're 75 pounds to goal, you're 100 pounds to goal, and it is way too much to consider losing 100 pounds in one fail swoop or swale foop. I can't remember yeah, which or even, it is. Yeah, even 30 or 40 pounds. I mean, you know, that can just feel overwhelming when you see that. Well, and it never occurred to me that I was going to lose 100 pounds, but what I could visualize, like, could you lose five pounds? Yes. Yes. Like, nobody says, like, he lost five pounds for that role. Yeah. <gasps> oh, he's so oh, brave. Oh, my goodness. He put on five pounds to play that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, but five pounds is realistic. We we know what five pounds is. Five pounds is a sack of sugar. Five pounds is a sack a five pound sack of potatoes. <laughs> any, any How much pounds. is a five pound sack of feathers weigh? As much as a five pound sack of this episode. So, um, <laughs> when I was doing Weight Watchers, and again, I don't follow it now, but one of the big things that they focused on was setting a small target goal, and generally that was five uh, percent weight loss. Uh, you know, as your first goal. And yeah. I would even go smaller than that. And I literally had like, my goal is five pounds. So if you have a, a larger amount of weight to lose, please change your goal to whatever is five pounds less than you are today. Yeah. And I did not do this, actually. I, uh, I, I mean, I, I sort of did in my mind, but when I first got my Fitbit and it asked me to put a weight goal in, I just pick the most ridiculously high goal I could like imagine and it was 70 pounds. You're literally going against what I am telling you. No, I know, but I'm saying I'm do. saying like but I don't, you know, if I had to do it over again, I I wouldn't do it that way. Like I put in this 70 pound goal just thinking I will never do this. I, there, there's That's no stinking chance. Thinking. And I I just but I did internally just focus on just losing one pound at a time. And even it was, you know, less than that. I was like any week I was down, even, you know, a percentage of a pound was a victory week. And I focused on that and and kept moving forward. And really, even if I didn't lose any weight, just moving forward and sticking to the plan was really a victory in and of itself. But if I had to do it over again, I would definitely just put in, you know, a five pound goal. And then you get the badge of hitting that goal. And well, um, and I, I was all about the badges. And, you know, let's say you have you're you're at 300 pounds. You say like, oh, gosh, I want to lose 150 pounds. Like that is half your body weight. That is way too much to be like, OK, well, I'm going to bang that out this month. Yeah. That's not p possible. But if you think, okay, what will it take to lose five pounds? Okay, well, if I eat at a calorie deficit and if I get 10,000 steps in a month and a half, I should be down. That is thinkable. That yeah. is within the realm of possibility. Um, so again, go with the 5%. If you're 300 pounds, that means about 15 pounds. If you're 155 pounds, that's like just over seven pounds. That is a much more realistic goal. That is attainable. And once you hit that lower goal, you can then change it to the next 5% or the next five pounds. Um, so consider, please, please, please consider doing that. Because I also think the danger of saying you have 100 pounds to lose is that if you gain a pound, you're like, eh, it's not that much. Now yeah. I just have 101 
one pounds yeah, to lose. Yeah, that all or nothing thinking kicks in and it just feels like it's just too much to even consider. Well, but I think it also justifies a small gain because right. you're like, oh, what's another two pounds? Like, oh, what's another five pounds? But when you see it as a very small increment of those five pounds, okay, well, now I only need to lose four pounds. Now it's three pounds. Now it's two pounds. That is a much more realistic aim, a realistic goal. So uh, please, 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 I beg of you, change your weight loss goal to five pounds less than what you are today. Uh, and that is my hour tip of the week. That is Catherine's tip of the week. Cow. It's hers and hers alone, and I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> Man, this is becoming a theme where I say that it's all mine. Uh, so uh, tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you, Thank darling. Thank you. Thank you. That got a little tense there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually feel bad about it at all. I just think it's funny. Okay. Well, you were saying you wanted to lose 70 pounds, and I, I made it very clear from the start that I went it, I did it the right way, and yeah. you did it the dawn and way. I did it the dawn way. <laughs> There's the right way and there's the Donald way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was the tip of the week. Um, and now we are going to move on to uh, the middle part of the episode. Um, we received uh, a lovely uh, instant message from Maria, uh, a super fan. She says she's our number one fan. If you think she's wrong and you would like to be our number one fan, yeah, let us know. Yeah, if you want to set up some sort of like like fight online club. fight with Maria to prove you're the number one fan of this show. We enjoy Starbucks gift cards. We enjoy- <laughs> <laughs> if you want to win our love, let us know. Um, no, but Maria uh, posed a uh, question. Do you have something to say? No, I just think that's funny. We enjoy Starbucks gift cards. <laughs> I mean, super fans. No. Yeah, like if you're a real super chum of the show, yeah, you'll you mail know. us, a, or you'll email us a Starbucks gift card too. <laughs> um, so uh, Maria actually posed a question to us, uh, and it goes as follows. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because she starts out with like, "You're so good looking and so uh, inspiring." Dear good looking, dear good, good lookingers, <laughs> we can't believe how good looking you are. Yeah, no, we're making all of that out. So, uh, hold on a second. Okay, so what does she- Maria actually say? <laughs> okay, so she says, "When you are at a gathering with women, that goes for me, not with Donald." <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, how do you know I don't have gatherings of women? <laughs> For example, baby showers, girls' night out, potluck, uh, etc. And every time a skinny girl would say, oh, I shouldn't have this. I've gained so much weight. I want to punch them in the face. I feel you. Yeah. I've also wanted to punch things. Um, they are skinny and they feel like they are fat and it makes me feel like asking them, are you blind? Then, of course, I say, oh, no, you look good. And then they say, no, I'm fat. And then uh, these people make me uncomfortable. And either I want to secret eat or binge because they've made the comment. Every every woman I know knows someone who says this all the time. Um, Maria, I agree. I definitely, you know, I think we live in a culture of self-deprecation. Uh, it is the norm to downplay any success or any, you know, any, any flaw that we think that we have. And yeah, like you're not really, you're not really supposed to, you know, 
say that you've done something or that you've accomplished something. Like you're supposed to keep it to yourself. Well, and also like, could you imagine a a naturally slim person saying like, I'm going to eat this without any judgment because I'm fit and healthy. And <laughs> I feel where no some women, guilt at all about having this. Yeah. Right. Like it's not going to impact me at all. Whereas it might impact you. We were talking this morning about that. The, there's a sketch on Amy Schumer, oh which is definitely not suitable for all ages yeah like it is uh it is definitely not uh family friendly but where a bunch of women are sitting around and you know one of them says like i look so fat and the other one you know the other one's like oh no you look wonderful and like she's like i'm basically dog food and yeah like it's just each one as as the women come up say something terrible about themselves. One woman says, oh, you've got great hair. Like, are you kidding me? This is basically just a pile of straw on my head. And we're taught that if someone gives us a compliment, that we have to downplay it and say that it's garbage, that we're not worthy. If you got the job promotion, if you look great, if your skin looks great, if you're, you know, if you've had some success, you downplay it because you don't want to seem boastful. And so that's one part of it. But the other part is feeling personally attacked by someone else's self-deprecating comment. Yeah. Because what does it say about you? Like, oh, I'm so dumb. Like, oh, well, if you're dumb, then I must be really dumb because you went to Harvard and I went to community college. Like, we're always in a a one-upsmanship, but also we feel judged by someone else's insecurity. And we don't think someone else has the right to feel insecure if we feel like they're in a better position than we are. Yeah, for sure. And I I think, you know, when I weighed 100 pounds more than I do now, I would do the thing too, where I would say something about myself, you know, to stop somebody else from saying it first, or at least I imagined that they were going to say it first, or I would do the thing where I, I said it out loud so that I wanted people to know that I knew right. I shouldn't be having this like third well, donut. And isn't like the the whole comedy of, is it Gabrielle Iglesias or whatever? He's like, I'm fluffy. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I'm so fluffy. I blah, blah, blah. And like, that is such a base form of comedy that all he can talk about is his size. And when Catherine and I are talking about someone else having a base form <laughs> of comedy, you know. You know that we know. <laughs> But it's that you say it before someone else can say it. And, but I also, I mean, you know, Donald and I really do only look thin. Yeah. I still have all of the insecurities that I had 150 pounds ago. It doesn't magically, I didn't go through a force field where suddenly I'm confident and I'm self-assured and I don't feel, you know, like I had a binge like a week ago. Yeah. And I woke up the next morning and I felt really bad. I felt really bloated. Uh, My clothes were fitting more tightly. And I didn't say I felt fat, but I didn't feel good about myself. And I felt like myself from 150 pounds ago. And there's not a weight at which you suddenly are like, I feel great. Like, oh, it was just a small setback. I'm positive and moving forward. Like, we still have insecurities. And I still identify, you know, I spent much more of my life being being, you know, really overweight than I have being at at a goal weight. And I still identify, I just yesterday, uh, literally yesterday, I was at work and I was, you know, it was three in the afternoon and I had, uh, I had skipped my lunch. I was so busy. I hadn't eaten yet. And I 
was really hungry and I didn't want to say anything to anyone. And I like, I, I said to myself, you know, I'm it, I actually can admit out loud that I am hungry because I used to not be able to do that. Right. I, I used to feel like, you know, when I, uh, when I was much heavier, I felt like I couldn't actually say out loud I was hungry. So I actually said to the room, man, I am starving. And it felt like this weird, like yeah. almost guilty pleasure relief that I was able to say something like that out loud. Well, and I think, and I still experience this, you know, I compare myself to people who are thinner than I am. And when they say something about their bodies, so this is getting back to Maria's point, when they say, you know, like, oh my gosh, I feel so huge, or oh my gosh, nobody could eat that entire salad. Like, God, you'd have to be Donald Weigel to eat a salad that big. <laughs> I mean, gosh. Yeah, the, the I used to bring these really big salads to work um, all the time. salad shamed. <laughs> and, and people used to constantly okay. point out how large wow, the salad was. Wow, that's a really was. big salad. That's Is that for the whole really week? huge salad. Did you bring that yeah. for everybody in the office? And it drove me crazy. Like, I seriously, I know I was sort of joking. I said I, I, try, I walk around trying not to seek attention, and for some reason, my giant salad would... <laughs> would draw all this attention to myself he, it would drive me crazy donald at one point got a laptop that was like as big as a flat screen television it yeah. was huge it, it was like an 18 big. inch screen was, or something was, yeah it was 20 okay <laughs> there we go and we would go to the airport and he would put it through security and people would literally like security yeah. people would be like they hey jim TSA look at this giant look laptop. at how large my computer was how yeah. big is it like Anyway, and he's like, I don't want to bring attention to myself. But here's the thing with hiding one's hunger or being self-conscious is that it leads to secret eating. And to Maria's point, when a slender person, a naturally slim person makes a self-deprecating comment – we feel the urge or, you know, we think like, are you kidding me? I would kill for your body. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Or we support them and say like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're beautiful. Like, But when someone says something negative about themselves, we take it as they're also saying something bad about us. And a lot of times people speak in a vacuum, if you know what I mean. When, when someone says, I feel fat, it's not because you are also really fat. Yeah. It's they're not saying it at you. Like Donald and I were joking, like, you know, they're not adding you. Like I was rebounding this morning and Donald <laughs> I felt- was laying down on the couch and we were talking about uh recording this episode and she was on the rebounder while we were doing it and I felt personally attacked because I was <laughs> laying down and she was she was getting steps on the rebounder. But I wasn't and I was like, re- why are you rebounding at me? Exactly. Right now? But so when a when a slender person says something self-deprecating, we feel attacked by their comment. And I know personally, you know, I have lost a tremendous amount of weight. Tremendous I, amount I, of weight. I feel generally good about myself. But over the summer, I was with someone who is smaller than me, about probably 25, 30 pounds less than me. And they were saying like, oh my gosh, my thighs are huge. And they kind of, they actually grabbed their thigh and shook it. Yeah. And it was like this disgusting lump of, you know, flesh, blah, blah, blah. And I felt totally attacked. I was like, well, if you think you look bad, then you must think I look terrible. Yeah, you were saying it like, made you not want to eat in front of oh, them. Oh, and I, I didn't want to eat in front of them. I had instincts to secret eat. And it. I was, I was with this person for the weekend, and I felt 
terrible. I felt huge. I felt defeated. I felt judged. And my instinct was to secret eat. And at one point they said like, oh, well, I'm not really hungry. Um, so I'm not going to eat until dinner. You know me, I like, I can't eat during the day. I mean, I had like a latte this morning, so yeah. I, cu- I couldn't eat for hours and I was hungry and I didn't want to eat in front of them. Well, yeah. And, and we, we know other people who will eat like, you know, half of a blueberry and just be like, Oh, I'm oh. so stuffed. Oh. oh, I couldn't possibly oh, eat more. And it makes me feel very self-conscious about continuing to eat. But I think we have a culture and, you know, and there are two strata of of problems. There's one where we're with other women who or, or men who also have, you know, enjoy eating. And then there are people who are much thinner than us who make comments that they don't realize are hurting our feelings because we feel judged by it. And if any of it leads to secret eating or to feeling less than, um, hopefully this episode is going to uh, shed some light on the situation and some things that you can do to battle your instinct to um, to support the, the, the thin person in their self-deprecating talk, but also manage our own emotions around the roles we play in enabling that behavior. Yeah, and you found some interesting uh, research about what generates the uh, self-deprecating talk in the first place. It, I sure did. And a lot of it is just stuff that I do myself too. But uh, we found a few articles online. Um, but that whole, and, and I came up with this myself. Ah. And, and internalize this too, because whatever weight you are, there is someone who weighs 50 pounds more than you, who is angry every time you say this about yourself. Right. Like there's some perfect weight at which you're not allowed to say bad things about yourself. But Self-deprecation is deflection. Um, We, as a society, I think, like we were saying before, um, we're used to saying bad things about ourselves because it is more socially acceptable to downplay ourselves than it is to say something positive. Um, We also say it in the Gretchen Rubin world to justify our indulgences. It's a loophole like, oh, I really shouldn't have this fifth cinnamon roll but I'm going to have this fifth cinnamon roll. But I just yeah. need to say I'm not going to have it because yeah. then... Which is what I used to do all the time. It, it It is basically the verbal equivalent of Wonder Woman's magic bracelets deflecting bullets. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I so want those magic bracelets. I do too, for Can that Can we just matter. change the episode and just talk about magical <laughs> bracelets and... And invisible planes invisible and lassos jets. that make people oh, tell the truth. Oh, yes, please. I don't want people to tell the truth, yeah. actually. No, it's no, fine. we'll skip that I'm part. good with that. So... um. We we say self-deprecating things to justify indulgences. We say it to seek approval. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have a second beer. I'm going to have a second beer. You're going to have a fifth cinnamon roll. So will I. Um, and I think that's part of that. You know, we had an episode recently talking about people, alcohol, and people yeah. being like, like, oh, you're not drinking? Like, why are you not drinking? Like, I think it's it's all tied into that same thing. Like, you feel better when other people are, are doing the same behavior you're doing. Right. And we also, like... When we say something bad, that person could actually be deflecting some other insecurity that they have. It's not like – I mean, and I used to think this, and we've talked about it before. It's like, you're thin. Well, you don't have any problems in life. Like, yeah. What do you mean you're unhappy? You should be happy because you could wear whatever clothes you want. Just being slender doesn't mean that you don't feel self-conscious. Like we were um, we were talking to someone earlier in the summer who probably weighs 115 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, probably. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so heavy. 
Like, I want to lose weight before my wedding. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, how yeah. But I had to say, like, you know what? It's all relative. Like, I actually had to play it out in my head. It was like, just because she feels fat doesn't mean that she doesn't – like, that that is not a true feeling that she has. Right. Um. But we also say self-deprecating things because we feel like we're a victim and we don't have any choices. And if you don't own your choices, like if you say, I shouldn't have that fifth cinnamon roll, dot, 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 but I'm going to anyway, it's like we're a victim of our own habits and our own, like, we're not responsible for our hand reaching for that cinnamon roll because it's just we're a victim to those choices. But I believe Master Yoda had a really ah, good point, which in my research... I believe in Master Yoda. <laughs> uh, Master Yoda, our good friend. Friend of the show. Friend of the friend show, of the show Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> What's Yoda's last name anyway? <laughs> Mr. Yoda. Um, he says, do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you're going to have the cinnamon roll, just have the cinnamon roll. Like, stop... Like, you would never see Yoda being like, oh, I really shouldn't, whatever Yoda does. He's gruel mostly, but from what I've seen. But but it's a habit to predicate our choices with saying something bad about ourselves. And as a heavier person, for me, I could have said to the, you know, to the person I was with this summer, like, oh, no, no, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You don't have anything to worry about. When we participate in that person's narrative – we're just supporting their habit of saying bad things. So yeah. we, we found uh, a couple of articles talking about how to manage other people's negative self-talk. So um, there was an article by a woman named Melissa Kravitz uh, about how to actually respond when people say bad things about their bodies. Um, again, fat talk is just something that, you know, like I feel fat or I look fat. It's a social norm and it doesn't have – a limit. There's no point at which someone can't say that about themselves. Even if it's 20 pounds less than what you are or 100 pounds less, it can still feel valid. But when we indulge other people's negative self-talk, it perpetuates it. And the more we participate in that negative self-talk, the worse it can get. Yeah, you don't want to empathize with the comments. Um, you don't want to say like, you know, oh, yeah, I feel so fat too. Or, oh, yeah, I shouldn't uh, eat that donut. You know, it it's okay to say, you know, or, or try not to say something like, no, you don't. But rather respond with something more like your body is beautiful. Yeah, because it's not. You know, and if if you don't feel comfortable saying that, or if it is a naturally slim person and your instinct is to be like, what the frick are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you're perfect. You're creating sort of an environment of hostility. Um, another suggestion that they had was to just shut it down. You don't have to engage in that comment. We all know people who want that extra attention. Like, am I pretty? Do I look blah, blah, blah? Like, yeah. And if you go, no, 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 you're amazing. You're wonderful. You're a magical starfish. I don't know. Do people say people are magical starfish? I do. Um, I, like, I went to high school with a girl who would always just like be like, am I pretty? And she was very pretty, but everybody would just kind of indulge it. It doesn't help. So if you are not comfortable engaging in supporting someone else's negative self-talk, just change the subject. Yeah, you can ignore the comments and move on. Like, that can be an effective strategy. 
Um, if you're a little bit bolder or if you feel very comfortable with the person, you can say, you know, just really tell them I don't feel like talking about or I prefer not to talk about bodies in a negative way. Um, I prefer not to talk about the size or shape of my body or the bodies of other people. And then you can change the topic of conversation and move on. Yeah. And if you really feel like if it's a social situation where you feel like you actually know the person and it's not just a passing person that you're never going to see again, you can actually say like, wow, I hear you saying a lot of negative things about your body. Like, do you want to talk about that? I mean, you can actually just address it instead of avoiding it or enabling the behavior. Yeah. Or if it's somebody that you that you know well or that you've known for a while, you know, hey, I've heard you make a lot of these comments before. Is there anything I can do to help support you in, you know, making healthier choices in your life? Well, and the funny thing about that, too, is that we get so used to complaining about things. Like I worked with a woman who would complain about a situation day after day after day. And as much support and advice that we would give her, she would just shut it down and say the same thing. And after a while, and please consider this for yourself too, like it gets really bored. Either you want to change the situation or you want to wallow in it. And if you are in a situation where you hear yourself complaining about the same thing over and over and over again, or someone else complaining about it, actually confronting a person and being like, Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Like, do it or don't do it. Some people actually just prefer to have something to complain about, whether they admit it to themselves or not. Yeah. But also consider, like, where are these messages coming from? You know, as a society, and we're talking about it right now, if you are out on a girls' night or you are at, you know, some sort of event and people are saying negative things, it might be a great opportunity to go, you know what, where is this coming from? Like, why do we think it's okay to say terrible things about ourselves? And actually open a conversation about it because I think so many of us have insecurities that we, you know, we think like, oh gosh, she's beautiful and thin. What does she have to complain? complain about. Yeah. You might find out that she's got serious insecurities and that you're not so different after all. And that just because someone is thin, they don't have it all figured out. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, it's important to try and remember to come at this, you know, I, it's very easy to get angry and to get defensive, but a lot of times people say these things and um, it, it's really important to try and come at it with compassion. And, you know, remember, if your mom is body shaming you, it's probably because she's insecure about her own body and is projecting, you know, she's spent a lifetime feeling insecure about her own self and is projecting it upon you. And going back to Maria's original point about being around someone who is saying something negative and in turn, one, internalizing it and two, turning to secret eating or binging, like that is something that you can control. You can control what someone else's thoughts mean. It doesn't mean if someone says that they feel fat, that they are pointing a finger at you and throwing rotten garbage at you. You make whatever someone says mean whatever you want it to mean. And I had to this summer in particular, um, when I was with the person who was saying bad things about their thighs, um, I had to force myself to not secret eat. I think being accountable and present in your own choices is a huge part of the whole thing. If you are at uh, an event and you've decided that you're going to have a big piece of cheesecake and someone says like, oh, I could never eat a big piece of cheesecake, be like, you know what? I planned for this. I'm going to enjoy it. 
And that's all. Like, you don't have to justify it. You don't have to secret eat about it. Um, this summer when when I was up against that challenge and the person said, like, well, I'm not hungry. I couldn't eat today. I had to force myself to eat in front of them. And it was really weird because my my instinct is to secret eat, which is what got me to my highest weight. So I had to purposely be like, well, you know what? I'm hungry and I'm going to eat now. And like Donald saying he was hungry at work, like, I'm very proud of you for actually admitting that instead of secret (laughs) eating. Like, because before I would wait for the person to go in the other room and then I would like, you know, wolf down a cliff bar and, you know, gulp it down without chewing so that they wouldn't know that I had just eaten something. And it takes courage to just be comfortable in your own skin and not hide your food choices or hide your beverage choices if you've planned for it. Yeah. And look, it is totally acceptable to ignore comments and move on and keep in mind the things we've talked about that people are usually not saying these things at you and try not to internalize them. But if you, and this is a lot easier for me to say than it is to do, if you are feeling bold, you can seize upon these moments as teaching moments and actually, you know, say to somebody, look, when you say that, it is hurtful to me. And yeah, um, I feel like you are personally judging me when you say that you are fat. And if you really, you know, can muster the courage to do that, it it really, you know, one person at a time can start to change some minds and people can realize that they are saying these things and maybe they're not thinking about how it's affecting other people. Maybe they're just only thinking about themselves when they say it. Right. So stop comparing yourself. Stop when someone says something about themselves stop thinking that they're saying it at you take responsibility for your own food choices and for your own self-worth and be confident in the path that you are taking if you are on an eating plan and you feel like you are in control and you are making wise choices don't let someone else's judgment of the size of your salad or (laughs) like don't let it affect you like oh you're gonna eat that Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Would you like to discuss that? Because I am confident in my food choices. Like, And I let other people's judgment rule me for 40 plus years. And I wasted so much time thinking about, like we had joked about it before, like the Goldilocks, like the perfect, you know, too hot, too cold, the perfectly right-sized salad. There is no one person who is the arbiter of the perfect amount of food, the perfect amount of hunger. Oh, man. Could I be like appointed the arbiter? arbiter of the perfect amount of food that would be a great job more 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 <laughs> larger portion please <laughs> i just imagined he was a little seagull from uh, finding nemo oh yeah um so make a conscious choice to be positive fat isn't a four-letter word unless you spell it p-h-a-t like <laughs> like okay i i am working on the circumference of my hips by doing workouts and going for walks and eating mindfully and i have planned this indulgence like just keep it center focused and be positive and stop making everything about you and, you know, being negative and as though people are secretly judging you. And set a good example when you're talking about yourself. You know, say what you mean and mean what Ooh, you say. that is a big one. Instead of doing the passive aggressive thing, like actually, you know, express your feelings, which is a super difficult thing, uh, certainly for me to do. But Um, you know, really telling people exactly how you feel about it and not beating around the bush can be huge. Well, and I mean, and that is really something that I am working on because so many people feel comfortable 
like I have a, a sibling who has very strong opinions about what you should and shouldn't eat and whatever. And I'm at the point now, I'm like, dude, I've lost, and I by, by dude, you know, it's one of my brothers. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I've lost 150 pounds. I think I'm okay. And I don't need to eat green juice. Like, yeah, I'm okay with my choices. Standing up for yourself, it doesn't come with a certain age privilege or a certain pound weight loss. Stand up for yourself. Hey, you know what? I really don't think that those comments are helpful. You know what? I don't like talking about body shape. That is not something we are at a celebration right now. I'm enjoying cake and I don't want to talk about body image right now. Like go somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. And be self-reflective. Know what, you know, even if you don't have a perfect food plan, No, like, you know what, this is something that I'm working on personally, and I don't need the judgment of some rando at a party to tell me what value I have in myself. Be with trusted people, whether it's a weight loss accountability group or your Weight Watcher meeting or whatever. Like, don't just assume that because someone says don't wear white after Labor Day that they know exactly, like, what you should or should not be eating. Yeah, and look, I don't have any answers for this. Like, I don't have all the answers on this topic at all. You know, it's something that I'm constantly working on. But it is interesting to me that I can have all of these people that I love and know and trust in my life, and they can tell me all of these positive things. And then one person oh. I don't care about says something negative. Yeah, that's and a big I computer. Just yeah. internalize it. Oh and well, the big computer one wasn't. <laughs> it was a very big computer. <laughs> it really was a big computer. Um, but you brought that on yourself. Yeah, but like one person could say, you know, that I don't actually care about or trust oh. or you know have have any sort of stock in says something negative, and suddenly I just get despondent over oh, it. And that it's, is something it's, I'm, you know, it's something that I really need to work on, and that probably most of us really need to work on. I definitely need to work on that. Um, but be. Like bringing this all back to to the beginning of Maria's question about how not to punch someone in the face. Like <laughs> we do not advocate. We do punching not people punching in people the in the face. We did call it Fight Club, but uh, yeah. it's not. We are grownups, and we can boohoo and be sad that other people have judgment, whether they are judging us or they're not judging us. We can secret revenge eat because other people are judging the size of our salad or of our cheesecake. Or we can realize that we are on our own paths with our own journeys, our own truths, our own challenges, and our own success metrics. And we can just live for ourselves instead of waiting for someone like Darcy in accounting to be approving of the size of our salad or the size of our choices. And if someone else speaks negatively about themselves, we do not need to engage. It is not our job to fix someone else's self-worth. Or our like we're just focused on our own journeys, our own paths, and our own truths. And the more you stay in your own lane, the less you're going to worry about someone else's opinion. The more confident you are in your own choice. Like I am eating the cinnamon roll and the latte. I am enjoying every darn minute of it. I am not apologizing for it. Like you own your choices. Other people will see that and be like, wow, she's really like into herself and into her choices like that is really empowering instead of being like oh well this is the worst podcast ever and oh like oh i'm like it you're wait is this the worst podcast ever no oh good but like nobody wants to be around sad sacks all the time who like no they do not 
This is the Ewer podcast. Where- I just told somebody at work that the last group of accountants I worked with were a bunch of sad sacks, and really? I was so happy that they were not. <laughs> wow, comparison is the thief of joy, Donald. I just think it's funny. and like I haven't heard anyone say sad sack in a long time and twice in a row now. See, it's all coming together. It's all coming but together. we are grown-ups And we have to take responsibility for our own choices and stop being victims to other people's opinions, whether they are judging you or are not judging you. Being confident enough to tell people how you feel. Hey, when you judge the size of my dinner portion, you make me feel self-conscious and that makes me want to secret eat. Would you like me to secret eat instead of pretending to eat half of this portion and then waking up at midnight and eating in secret because of your shame? Like, I don't think people realize when you, Mr. TSA man, mention the size of my giant computer, it makes me secret eat. So please stop doing that. (laughs) Everything used to make me secret eat. But we, we revenge eat because of other people's opinions. And that is so unhelpful. And if you are gonna break the patterns of self sabotage, you have to start owning your choices and you have to stay in your own lane and you have to, I don't know what else. I felt like I needed some sort of third thing. (laughs) Be cool with your own self. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just being honest, Donald. I didn't have a third point. I was just hoping I would randomly say something. I think that eloquently (laughs) wraps it all up. Everyone. (laughs) I do too. I'm positive. So I am positive too. So Maria, I hope we helped there. Um, If anyone else has any issues with, uh, or, or, methods to combat uh those we would love to hear from you there are many ways to uh to reach out and contact us uh if you do have some uh some tips and and tricks and techniques that have worked for you in this topic um and uh you can email us you can hit us on the socials etc we'll uh we'll say all of that stuff at the end of the show Um, right now we're gonna move on to the product of the week or should i say Oh, what's that noise? That was the sound of a can opening. Ooh, what kind of can? A can of whoop butt. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, a can of sparkling water. Oh, refreshing. I wish I'd had a sparkling. I can't believe we've gotten uh, into the, this is episode 93, I think, uh, that we have not mentioned uh, this as a product of the week before, but I am somebody who uh, I say used to have a soda addiction. And um, I got over it largely with the help of sparkling water. When you're sipping on LaCroix, you know it brings you joy. That we is, started that LaCroix. That is very true. LaCroix was the gateway drug. Yeah. Uh, and now, thank goodness, so many companies are LaCroix competing became for so our successful. effervescent. LaCroix, spelled L-E, and then new word C-R-O-I-X, um, uh, sort of got the ball rolling. And there's also Pellegrino or whatever. But it is a, a sparkling, calorie-free water. It just has the essence of various fruits. Essence. And for me, it really scratches that itch for a soda. It's It's got the bubbles. It feels good. Well, and it's, you know, especially the flavored seltzers, they... they you know, really taste good and um, they make it so that I'm not so uh, desirous of a soda. Well, and I think that when you make a transition from, you know, your full impact Coca-Cola and someone says like, wow, well, you know, Ralph's has a really good cola seltzer that's calorie free. If you expect it to taste like a Coca-Cola, 
that's on you. It is effervescent and it it definitely gives that satisfaction, but it's not going to be exactly the same, but the caloric benefit is fantastic. We can drink them pretty much guilt-free. Yeah, and it helps to hydrate you despite what you may have been told, like the sparkling water actually hydrates you as much as regular water. water. It's okay. Like there's no water police. There is science online that backs me up in saying this. Um, And there, you know, there are now many, many brands out there. If you like the plain, there's plenty. Um, In addition to LaCroix, we enjoy bubbly. Um, There is an uh, orange vanilla one that Catherine in particular likes from Simple Truth. Yeah. So there's lots of different brands, but give it a try. Uh, I know Lindsay, who is a Walt Chum, friend of the show in Walt Place, uh, she never enjoyed uh, seltzer water. And recently they installed a seltzer soda station at her work she's drinking it like there's no tomorrow oh my god i drink it like there's no tomorrow and i don't have a seltzer station and you know there is tomorrow but it is a great alternative our movie theater which we have talked about before actually has one of those like soda robots where you can (laughs) you can dispense whatever i am your soda robot robot. how may i refresh you oh i wish it was a soda robot with a roomba so it would just like follow you around from room to room that'd be very pleasant you're dreaming too big too Too big big. too big someday maybe our children's children will uh will be able to do that but at our local movie theater instead of getting a diet coke we can actually get a dasani a lemon lime seltzer water refreshing it is delightful. delicious and uh i think we're gonna do that this afternoon i think we will um so yeah that's the uh the product of the week try one out see if you like it that not all are built the same yeah i'll link to some brands in the show notes uh but there are uh chances are there are tons of them at your grocery store and yeah. that is our product of the week how how everybody pop I was going to say pop of the week. Pop of the week, everybody. If you're from Michigan or Indiana, it's the pop of the week. Yeah, or Pennsylvania. When I moved from Pennsylvania to New Jersey as a teenager, um, I was made fun of mercilessly for saying pop Pop. instead of soda. Pop. Yeah, it's a thing. It is a thing. The pain is real, everyone. Yeah, so so that is our pain of the week. (laughs) That is our pain of the week. Pain of the week to you, Pain of the week. That doesn't sound as good. No, it's not as cool. No, we're going to wordsmith that in post. Well, if you enjoyed our show, uh, we would really appreciate if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, um, saying something nice about us, um, not anything about uh, us looking uh, overweight or anything <laughs> would be nice. Someone um, actually said, called our podcast, we're like, oh, how, so how's We Don't Look Thin going? It's <laughs> like, oh, my uh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the podcast Oops. when we uh, we backslide uh, yeah. later, which is not going to happen. And we're not going to save that URL, though. We're not going to we're not no. going to claim that one. So, um so yeah, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at we only look thin. I actually tweeted once earlier this week. Oh, yeah. tweet tweet. I keep saying like I'm going to do it every day and then I do it like once in and a while. Yeah, we got other things going on. We're too busy being inspirational. Exactly. Um but if you uh, if you have anything, uh, if you have any uh, suggestions for us for episodes um you can reach out to us on facebook um if you have any techniques that have worked for you um in terms of dealing with people you know 
fat shaming, etc. Um, please reach out to us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can also join us at Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place, We Only Look Thin Place. We Only Look Thin Place. On Facebook, it is an online support community for women. You can go to our website, weonlylookthin.com, and click join our support group to find out more about that. And we've actually recently changed it so that you get uh, your first seven days are complimentary it's in the group. It's a free seven-day trial, everyone. It is. So, uh, you got nothing to lose. Why not sign up? Except wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. You've got everything to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so join us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, everyone, for uh, for your reviews and your stars. Um, I think we have about 260 star reviews. Yeah. On, on uh, Is it iPod? It's iPod. Yes. No, it's Apple it? Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you know what I would love? I would love 300 of them because that was my oh, starting yeah. Would you help us get to that goal of 300 stars? That would be great. We know you want to give us a star. You want to be uh, on Walt the- Walt chum. Yeah, Walt chum. A Walt super chum, don't you? You do. Um, I would love more stars. That's super fun. It makes me feel good. Yeah, so, for sure. Anyway, so if you don't know if your self-deprecation is because you're trying to seek approval or if you're just indulging in societal norms downplaying your own successes, <laughs> <laughs> just remember that Donald and I are rolls off the tongue. Are an inspiration. Asian, Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. 